Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 218. Yeah. 218, we've made it. Is that, is, is that a special number? No, I, I don't know why I'm being weird about it this week. I, maybe it's been a while since I won the intros, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just me and Alex this week. Uh, no, Henry, he's uh, off on assignment or recovery, whatever the correct lie in this instance is. I don't, I don't know. But yes, as always, I'm Mordak, a.k.a. Charlie. Uh, on whatever platform you're looking for, most of the time, I don't know. I <laughs> I think it's been a real long-ass time since I did an intro, I'm realizing, and it's throwing me some. And I'm joined... Has it been a long time? Maybe, but I'm also joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. It, it just could also be today. Like, I, I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous lately, and it's fucking with my head a little bit. <laughs> like, holy shit, I don't know how much Elite Dangerous I've been playing lately, till it's like, hey... Steam was like, hey, you've played like a hundred hours. I'm like, I started playing this game like a week or two ago. Fuck. You have some thoughts on this game? Like, I do. Oh, go on. I like the game. Do you? I, I'm a fan. Definitely a fan <laughs> these days. I, yeah, it's Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, a podcast about video games and other stuff, but mostly video games. I think especially this week, but who the fuck knows? Uh, yes, welcome. Introductions yeah, are video- hard, apparently. This this week is a pretty video game ass video game. I think there's not a lot of uh, yeah craziness stuff. I think uh, the craziest story is kind of a continuation of last week. I think, and it's more just kind of a you didn't uh, if no one kills me but me moment, which is both my favorite and least favorite type of gaming news possible. So yeah, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of no one makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah, nobody. Uh, yes, I. As a dumb teenager at one point, I think I said something along the lines of no one's killing me but me, and now here I am. And I'm like, ha-ha, I was right. We've come full circle, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that. But yes, I don't know I said this already, but welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, all you new listeners, because we actually have some from the last couple weeks, we've been picking up steam again. Welcome. Uh, really? We're sorry you found this podcast. <laughs> welcome, and yeah, welcome, and we're yes. sorry. To our sudden increase in the Scandinavian countries and the Baltics of all places. The Baltics oh. is a problem, just don't expect us to be big there. I, yeah. We see uh, you on our analytics. Welcome. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Jeff speaks Russian and now Spanish, sort of. Oh, well, yeah. well, I know Spanish, but Russian. He was taking Russian, Russian beforehand because I think it was one of the. Like, it was once a point in the time where Duolingo only had like five languages, and one of them was Russian, and the other two were like, "I'm like, I don't know how useful Portuguese or Greek will be." Mm. I think he picked Russian at that time. I don't know. Well, I think it helps for any of the Nikolai tracksuit interactions we have. I. This is fair, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, so what have you been up to this week, Alex? I know it's just the two of us, and therefore we're a little bit looser and goosier and sillier than we maybe normally are, but. Yeah. Um, Free fall. Didn't, really didn't really do a lot this week. Uh, I've been playing some more kind of Street Fighter V on the side. Um, it's a very slow WoW period because it's that chunk of time before pre-patch. Yeah. And the expansion's pretty much done. And Destiny's so, in the same spot. Yeah. We're just yeah we're just kind of hovering in this weird state for a while. But um, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing around with some SF5. Um, I I did some Fall Guys, which was fun. Uh, every time I jump into that game, it's 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 enjoyable. Like it doesn't 
doesn't really get old, even though the games are the same. It just okay. So I, I have a test for you, Alex. Does the following mm. sentence make you angry or neutral or happy? What does the following sentence make you neutral, angry, or happy? The following sentence. The following sentence. Okay. Fall Guys is basically just Mario Party. No, it doesn't make me mad. It definitely has that vibe. Yeah. So I, I, I've, so the thing I've learned this week is that. There's a group of people that take that sentence unbelievably badly. <laughs> well, it's like if you take the mini games from Mario Party and turn it into a battle I, royale. Yeah, yes, I, 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 my Destiny clan, because we just have nothing to do right now except talk while we're playing Destiny, is like a bunch of them are playing Fall Guys right now. And it's like, yeah, why aren't you playing it, Charlie? And I'm like, I just don't like it. And they're like, why? I'm like, it's a giant Mario Party mini game, and some people get really mad when you say that, and some people go. Huh, yeah, I also like Mario Party. You go, that's probably why you enjoy it. I want to tear my eyes out when I play Mario Party a little bit, so I don't especially enjoy Fall Guys. Yeah, Mario Party is one of those two camp situations. Like, you either like it and really enjoy it even when you're down, or you fucking hate it. There's a third camp which I belong to, which is don't like Mario Party, but enjoy watching other people hate playing Mario Party. Okay. Like, it, it, there's a schadenfreude in where it's like, yeah, you're stuck playing Mario Party and I'm not. I can go about my life and you're stuck playing it. I'm going to watch you on Twitch play. It's like, oh god, this is terrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Choke on it, bitch. That's a, yeah, that's actually not bad. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that party, too. Giant Bomb has a really good series of them playing the Mario Party games, and... I have more fun watching those than I've ever had playing a Mario Party game. Again, I'm not saying Fall Guys is a bad game. It's the best Mario Party game ever made, hands down. I, It's just, if you're not a fan of Mario Party minigames, I don't think, like, it's why you bounce off Fall Guys a little bit. Like, it's, oh, yeah, this is this is that. Like, the PC side of that thing is also kind of a bizarre nightmare with the cheaters, which I find amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing... Fall Guys, Street Fighter Five. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Have you gotten a crown yet in Fall Guys? Not yet, actually. It's been. Uh, I don't play it enough to really put in the time to have earned a crown already, but I have gotten to the last round a few times. And so, is that a thing people have a hard time with? Oh, well, it became a running gag for a while with um, Tim the Tatman, where even the Fall Guys Twitter was like. Oh, another day, another was it another day gone where Tim the Tatman doesn't have a crown. So I never and... got a crown, but like in the like six hours I played it, I almost never didn't make it to the final round. Like, and maybe that's my problem with the game is like I was playing at the right time where either everyone sucked at the game and I was like okay, or I, it was very weird where it's like oh, it's so hard to make the final round. I'm like I've never not made the final round. What the fuck? Hmm. It's not me bragging, it's just a, like, I was genuinely baffled by, like, that being a thing online that people were having a hard time with. Yeah, I mean, it's, it kind of varies, because also, like, you, I, like, I've gotten to the last round a few times, and it's always, like, one thing goes wrong, and it's just, like, it cascades, and it's like, yep, well, that's it. So. Oh, yeah, no, I've I've never gotten a crown, but, like, getting there has never been a problem. Like, I'm always like, oh, if I've been, like, three people faster, I could have gotten the crown. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, no. Um, overall, though, then yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Like I said, it's just dancing around that that time period of uh, 
just waiting for the next expansion. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah other yeah. than that, I really haven't been doing much. So, yeah, I'm in a similar holding pattern. I, it's, I am. We're in the dog days of Destiny Two right now. Like, it's I'm working on Wayfinder, uh, a, a, a title I should have by all measures, except something weird happened at one point in the game when they started tracking stuff that erased a bunch of my progress. I'm a little bit pissed off about that, but also mm. I don't need to do this. I they announced what so I'm not gonna talk about this part of the podcast, but they announced kind of what titles and triumphs and stuff like they're changing stuff up for the next year of Destiny. And they're all changes I agree with, but st- a bunch of the titles are going away because the con- kind of content associated with them is also at least going into the vault or going away in a more permanent way. It's not quite clear what yet. Like, what's a Reckoner, mm-hmm. the thing I worked really hard to get, will now be one of the rarest titles forever in Destiny because I think it's technically the third rarest because <sighs> the one of the rarest right now is one you just physically can't or you literally can't get in the game right now. So it's like 0% of people have this. Okay, yeah, because no one can get it. And then the other two behind it are unbelievably hard to get. And then there's Reckoner. And it's like, and Reckoner won't be achievable in a couple months. So mm. Reckoner is about to become the rarest thing, title you can have in all of Destiny very soon. Much to several people in my clan's absolute disdain. Hmm. Because Reckoner is for crazy people. There's one guy in the clan that's like, no, this one's rare. And I'm like, no, 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 talk to me when you have the rarest title in the game. Then I'll <laughs> believe what you're saying. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not, but it's true. These numbers don't lie. Yeah, it's it's just kind of hanging out at this point. I don't, I'm not even sure why I'm playing Destiny, and admittedly that's why I've kind of definitely slowed down. Thanks to all who stopped by for my trial stream on Saturday. That was fun, and we may keep doing that, but also we got our fucking caved in on that one, so yeah, uh, a lot of Elite Dangerous lately. I it's, I've clicked with that game in a way I knew I always could, but never could previously, and now I'm just having a weird amount of fun with it. Like, it's eventually I'll bounce off of it to get bored, I suspect, but I'm also having way too much fun in just the solo mode. I've jumped into the multiplayer a little bit, I'm just not good enough to hang out there, so I've been avoiding it temporarily. I I have the Elite Dangerous ship, the uh, I think it's the Cobra Mark III or whatever it's called. It's it's a hell of a ship. It's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I makes you kind of appreciate the Adder and the Sidewinder in ways I'm not sure I did previously because they're two of the starting uh, they're they're two starter ships. Like really, that ship makes me understand just how awesome the Adder is, which is like one of the ships they recommend you upgrade to as soon as possible, because that ship is awesome in its own right, and then you go to this thing, and you're like, yeah, I've, I've graduated to a real <laughs> ship. <laughs> that was a good two-year community college ship I was in. Now I'm in my grad school ship. <laughs> I'm gonna go make something of ourselves. It's got so many hard points. Meaning four, but, yeah. Nah, it's... I'm having more fun with that game than I should be having, I think, in a, really, a bunch of weird ways. Like, it's... That game has clicked with me so hard, and I'm having just, like, yeah. Go flash and... Let's go Let's go do some courier runs. Let's do it. And I, I've barely gotten to this. I'm still, like, getting used to fighting and uh, flight and dogfighting. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I'm not big into mining yet. I haven't gotten into a bunch of the other stuff. Like, I'm just kind of, like, poking around. I'm looking at it... Like, my, my favorite thing right now in the game is the adventure system, which is just kind of... You're plotting maps throughout the stars and going there and using kind of the jump features to get there and 
fuel scooping off suns to keep yourself going. I suspect I'm going to get really into that because I really enjoy that aspect of the game. Like, there's something mesmerizing about how that works that it's just there and talking to me and like, hey, this is the thing you really want, is it? I'm like, yeah, it really fucking is, isn't it? I'm finally off autopilot mode. I, 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 I've removed that from my ship for better usage of my hard points. I wanted a collector. Uh, I'm blank on the end, the little collector drone thing, so I can start mining. I'll probably start that up in the next couple months or next, uh, like probably this upcoming week. I might start mining on Labor Day. There might be an elite, dangerous stream. <laughs> The day this podcast goes up of me just mining asteroids, like, that's where I'm at right now. It's it's nice having this chill-ass game to enjoy. I, yeah. On the opposite end of the, on the, of the end of the spectrum, I have an update on Ring Fit. Uh, oh. If you own a Switch and want to start working out, fucking get a Ring Fit. I was kind of holding off, giving more thoughts on this thing until I felt like I was fully in it. I'm now in it, for lack of a better phrase. I'm doing, like, a daily chunk of the adventure mode, which is what I'd refer to as kind of the fitness trainer. This is what you're supposed to do every day, or, like, at least several times a week to get your fat ass into shape. And A, that that game is a motherfucker. Like, I, I have had more heated gamer moments aimed at my fucking fitness game than any other game ever made, I think. Not heated game moments of that term for used to, but like Jen has watched me fucking swear at my Switch being like, you whore ass Nintendo product. <laughs> Basically, I get to yell all the things I ever wanted to yell at like personal trainers and like the people that lead classes at a video game console, and it feels right. And I I am sore in ways that like indicate I am definitely exercising, and I I continue to be unbelievably impressed with that thing. It's it's a hell of a piece of tech. I, and it works as far as I can tell. Like I, I definitely am feeling better now that I've started using it like five times a week. And it's great. And I think it's not impossible to find right now. There's like another batch of that stuff out there. But I can't recommend it enough, especially in these times of COVID. And I really hate how well the gamification parts of it work. Like it's It's in there. They hide circuit training behind elemental affinity and I fucking hate that they got me like I was all prepared to like wean out a set of exercises I hate doing and it's like no those are your green exercises Charlie I'm like fuck I need those to fight the green enemies god fucking damn it <laughs> so we really get into this so uh, the, uh, the game is kind of broken into three things there's like traditional hey do some workout stuff that's uh equivalent of Pilates, there's the minigame part of it that are actually, like, defendably fun, and that's what my wife's been mostly done, that's what Jen's been up to for when she plays And then there's the adventure mode, which is, like, the story-driven, and I hate that I have to say story, because there is a story there. It's a bad story, but it's you playing against a... It, it's your adventure to stop a swole-ass dragon who's taken the Mystic Ring's powers that you're using to stop stuff and fight monsters, and the game does an unbelievably good job of like, okay, yeah, you seem to be really good at these exercises. Why don't you get good at some exercises? But then we're going to throw the fact that all the exercises are color-coded, so to more efficiently battle the random encounters you encounter as part of your exercise routine, you have to use certain exercises against them. Like, mm -hmm. I only have one green exercise right now, and I fucking hate it. 
but it's staying in my rotation of like abilities I can use because it's super good at fighting green enemies, and I want to like the ways they hide varying up your workout. Like it's not just like oh you can't I moves on cool. That's like no no match the element for double damage, and you're like, I fucking want double damage so I can stop working out faster. You just did ab exercises. Fuck you! <laughs> there were a couple, like, so and it's, it's got difficulty modes for how, like, much of an actual workout you did. I'm into, like, the real workout setting, I guess I'd use it, and, like, it's, it's mid, like, medium difficulty is for most of us probably a fairly real-ass workout kind of thing. Like, it's, I was kind of toddling along in the lower levels, just like, okay, you haven't done anything like this in a while, like, let's not hurt ourselves, and I was definitely having a hard time bending over to pick shit up after my first day in real workup, where it's like, yo, you just did real circuit training, and I'm like, I hate everything in life, everything is pain. <laughs> Fuck you, Switch. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, you will, you son of a bitch program. We're cheerful in all the wrong ways. I love that you have this like love-hate relationship with Nintendo. It's so I, interesting. I, it's more driven by the fanboy aspect, and it's not Nintendo specifically. Like it's it's this program. I also would occasionally like to see Nintendo step outside their comfort zone. Like I, I, I want to know what Nintendo thinks an animated video game is, but also it's not what that company is about. So, yeah, I, that's true. You know me. I like to see new things in games, and it's really cool that Nintendo has a stable of characters they keep rehashing every once in a while, but also, what was the last new Nintendo character we got? The the Squidlings from Splatoon, and that first yeah. game was real good, and that second game was not as good, in my opinion, and their slavish devotion to motion controls continues to be a thing that I don't agree with them on, and I don't know. I I still have some weird feelings about the Wii, and not like mm -hmm. in the like angry we're abandoned gamer point, but like ever it's the other thing was so successful. Yes, it had five games worth playing on. Though let's take away from its success, but like there was only five games. Oh, it's the best Nintendo console ever, sales wise. Yes, quality of games wise. Fuck no. Okay, I I could see that argument. I guess, but it. It's not even an important argument. Like it's it's one of those ones where kind of it's the it stems from I don't like Mario, and if you don't like Mario, you, you kind of find yourself at odds with the Nintendo fan base. Where it's like, is it like it's like I love Mario games. Yes, I love three D platformers and two D platformers. I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean that makes sense. Like yeah, I, I, I own a Switch. Like I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about this Ring Fit thing. It's impressive, but at the same time, though, too, the Ring Fit thing is one of the coolest things in my view Nintendo's done in a long time because it's a risk. Like, we, everyone knows how much I love saying I love it when video game companies take risks, and Nintendo doesn't take risks anymore, and that kind of annoys me. Like, it, the Switch is both the most risky, but also when you take a step back and look at things, least risky and the risky parts of it they bumbled so fucking hard that they're like oh yeah you kind of played it safe and fucked up the actually kind of potentially cool parts of this I, yeah I, it's one of those things where it's the the joy cons do not fit in my hands I've had to spend an inordinate like, not inordinate but like more money than I've ever had to spend on a console making a console usable for me to hold it comfortably like as much as I spend my time like calling the person I'm training with in 
and ring fit a whore and a motherfucker and a monster, and I hate them. This is the most I've enjoyed my Switch since I bought it in some ways. Well, I know when you first got it, we did the unboxing video, and that was a whole... No, and I, I don't think my feelings about the Switch have really changed since that unboxing video. Like, I still think it's a cool idea that the implementation of is absolute horseshit. I think, like, it's the... Everything I do involving this, con this console to make it playable is to mitigate how unbelievably shitty I find the Joy-Cons, how... Like, it's super cool you can take it places, but it's got a two-hour battery life, so I have to kind of have it plugged in all the time. Like, I've... The two games I have now played the most of are probably Mario Odyssey, Ring Fit, and Animal Crossing in oh. the, what, three years I've owned that thing, and the Mario only got on the list because people were like, yo, you need to play this Mario game, and I'm like, fine, I will play the Mario game where you possess people, and I burned through that thing in a weekend, but also, I wouldn't have picked that up if it wasn't for the podcast. Like, they, like I, I do not like Breath of the Wild. I have too many beefs with Breath of the Wild to enjoy that game. And I'm not saying it's a bad game. Just for me personally, that durability system was a game record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, they successfully managed to kind of make me hate a little bit the Zelda franchise with that game. Like, it's going to take a weird amount of effort. Like, again, I, I like Wind Waker. I like Majora's Mask. I like when they do weird stuff, but this is a company that, like, when they do weird stuff, they occasionally fuck it up so hard. And they could have fixed all my issues. Like, okay, fine, the Master Sword you can use for whatever. I'd be like, cool, that's awesome, you work towards this, you get the cool-ass sword, you're good. It has a charge on it. Motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah, i not saying it's a bad game, but like a bunch of their big tentpole franchises lately have had a... Yeah, there's a very specific thing in this that I'm not saying is wrong, but I really don't like about it aspect to it. And that goes back several generations. Like, the last Nintendo console I had nothing but nice things to say about was the GameCube, and that was before I owned a PlayStation 2, technically. I, I think that... I think over... I, my weird relationship with Nintendo is driven by the fact that I think overall, technology-wise, infrastructure-wise, maybe it's more accurate. Like, from what... They make a damn fine console. It runs Nintendo stuff great. It's everything else you want out of a console at this point. They keep doing this horse shit. Like, the online aspects of the Switch are not something any company should in good conscience feel okay about charging money. They just shouldn't. And they are, and people are paying for it, which speaks to a whole other set of problems. But, like, the online is so bad for the Switch in many ways. Part of me is like, just don't have it. Like, I, I get you need it in this modern era, but also, like, until you guys can get your asses together and, like, figure out how to actually make a competent multiplayer environment that I can, like, you know, plug my fucking gaming headsets into without having to buy a weird adapter that goes into my phone or something. Like, just don't do this. I Yeah. No, I agree. That part's definitely fucking annoying, for sure. The, the fact that Switch requires Wi-Fi and it's, like, pitched as a primarily mobile console, like, I get it, but also, why isn't there a SIM card slot in Imagine the world if the Switch had a SIM card slot in it for digital play, like for online play. Like, the PSP did it. The PSP, not the Vita, but they had a PSP that had a SIM card slot in it. It was on AT&T, which was a giant fuck-up on their part, but, like, yeah, it, I'm sad the Vita is no more, because I think it's one of my favorite kind of handheld consoles of all time, and 
Mm-hmm. I think it did a bunch of things at its point in time unbelievably well that now like people are like, oh my god, the Switch is so inventive. Parts of it are. But all the things you kind of love about this, minus the plugging it into a TV via kind of a nice, horrible plastic dock, the Vita already did, so I'm a tad jaded on that topic. It's like, oh my god, it's like a console on the go. Yes, it is like I am playing a Wii on the go. No, it's a console. What is the... No, it's not. It cannot run Monster Hunter World. I had no idea the fucking Vita had a SIM card for a while. Uh, the uh, the PS... Not the Vita. The PSP did. I, maybe I, I fucked up by calling it the Vita. There was the PSP, the PSP Go, and then the PSP Vita, which was like, this for you hardcore gamers out there. But like, Sony made a... To compete with the N-Gage of all things... A Vita with a SIM card in it. <laughs> I remember the end gauge. <laughs> okay, I, that's interesting. A little, I learned something today. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I know this sounds like I'm not sure. I'm sure this entire segment is old man sounds cranky about fun, bright console developer, and it, it's not me trying to be that. It's I have I, the two things I have used my Switch for the most now are Ring Fit and Animal Crossing, and. Now that I've kind of stopped playing Animal Crossing as much as I was when that thing came out, I don't think this Animal Crossing was actually that good. Like, I, I, I think there's some stuff in that one I think is actually a real bad choice on their part. And surprise, surprise, it's a durability system in a game that you don't want a durability system in. That again, like, it's implemented so terribly that you're kind of like, do you even know how durability systems work in other games? Like, have you played... Minecraft. Like, you're obviously cribbing stuff from Minecraft, but have you ever actually played Minecraft? Yeah, I... In the weirdest way possible, if you, if you were to ask me, like, what are the best games on the Switch right now, I'd probably be like, Ring Fit. What I've enjoyed the most. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I know you already have kind of a big bias against, like, Mario, like you said before, so... Um... That being said, I've heard really good stuff about that Mario Galaxy. Was it Super Mario Galaxy or Gal- no, was so That's Galaxies. This is Odyssey, and Odyssey's Odyssey. a good game. Uh, it's <sighs> Mario is a franchise that I don't think it... I'm really curious what the young player basis of that thing is because the people and this is kind of again, like I'm sure it sounds like old man yells about popular things. I don't know how many people that didn't grow up with Mario give a rat's ass about Mario anymore. And when Odyssey came out, I got into it because a bunch of other gaming podcasts, I listened to other people were talking about how great a Mario game this was. I'm like, okay, fine. This is the game you possess people in. I'll give this one a shot. Like, Galaxies was cool, I guess. Like, that had some fun mm-hmm. mechanics in it. It's not a side-scrolling one, so I'll give it a shot. And I had fun with it, but by the time that game ended, I was so done with it. It's like, oh, there's this challenge mode afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care. No interest. What about Mario Maker? Zero interest in playing a bunch of insane nightmare levels from people that have nothing but time on their hands to design impossible nightmare levels of Mario. Like, super cool you did this, and the YouTube and Twitch stuff was really fun, but the fact that that happened and then the second one tanked is all you need to know about my thoughts on that franchise. Like, it was... it's a one-trick pony thing where it's like, oh, the novelty of this is worn off. Like, I, yeah. Bring back Donkey Kong already. He's cool. What about the 3D game? Donkey Kong. There's a new Donkey Kong. Uh, which one? Uh, hold on. I said, I, I'm like a 3D one, like, Kong, like Donkey Kong 64, I guess. Like, the side-scrolling ones. 
again, I don't like side-scrollers, and Nintendo makes a lot of very nice side-scrollers. I'm like, yay. I don't care. Uh, Tropical Breed. Is a side-scroller. Yeah. But it's Donkey Kong. I don't, they a made side, a 3D it's Donkey a, Kong game before? Yes, Donkey Kong 64. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. I don't know. I I prefer the side-scrollers for Donkey Kong as opposed to that one. Yeah. I don't mind them. I just occasionally would like, you know, going back to my take a risk with your characters. Man, these 3D Marios do real well. Maybe we do a different platforming character. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you like the 3D stuff, there's definitely some interesting news this yeah, week. Yeah, we'll get to that in a sec, more. and maybe that's why I'm yeah. fired up on Mario this week. Like, because of that, my wife played Mario Odyssey, and I had to go through the normal cycle of her playing a video game where she gets to the third level and goes, all right, I don't like video games, and then doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's on oh, my yeah. end. Yeah. News time? News time? Yeah, I think it's news time. Let's just dive right into our Mario news of the week, I suppose. Uh, we had the Mario showcases in celebration of the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. We got some Mario news out of Nintendo. Uh, even I'll say it, a very cool logo of the kind of the gang sitting on the number 35 looking appropriately badass in a weird way. Uh, we're getting a novelty handheld, which, if you're into that type of thing, I suspect you're quite happy. I'll be coming November 30th, uh, 13th, not 31st. It'll have uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, and a Mario in, yeah, the Mario theme. Yeah, based off of the old Game & Watch. Yeah. But probably more importantly, were you aware there were rumors around this? Because I sure as fuck wasn't, but we're getting the 3D Mario collection of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, which, by the way, this this version of the game is a total fucking piece of shit cash grab, and I'll tell you why. Um, timed. Huh? It's timed. It is. It's a digital fucking release. I... How are you doing limited availability with a fucking digital release? That's so fucking dumb. Well, so, and I also have some beef with this, because Super Mario Galaxy is a good game. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is one of the greatest Nintendo games ever made. Mm. And it sucks that they're putting the inferior one on this in this package. Especially when one of the games in this package is fucking Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> have you played Mario Sunshine? No, I have not. It was the GameCube Mario. It was the... Uh, you had kind of like a super soaker backpack thing that gave you some weird platforming abilities and some other stuff, and mm -hmm. I'm sure they fixed it for this, but if they haven't, oh god, it had one of the worst 3D cameras of all time, and what was extra baffling about this was that Super Mario 64 had a better camera. <laughs> it only one joystick. I, yeah, Super Mario, I... Yeah, I... There's a weird fan base out there for Super Mario Sunshine, so I'm happy they're happy, but also, fuck that a little bit. Yeah, I just, the limited release thing is really- Oh, yeah, no, annoying. it's it's shitty. I I even, I, it almost got me too, I'm like, huh, maybe I should buy this, and Jen was like, oh, you should buy this, because Mario, I'm like, I own a 3D Mario game, she's like, which one? Odyssey, and then she plays like, all right, you don't like Mario, and I don't care, I'm like, yep, we're not buying this, cool. Uh, we have a new Mario Kart that- that appears he's real cars? 
Yeah, that is odd, but okay. Yeah, it's called Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. It's so it's an AR game. You use actual cars, but like it super injects stuff, which that seems kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to try it out, but it does look interesting for sure. Yeah, I've, I've seen stuff like this before that's kind of neat, and I don't know. I, it could be a thing. I It feels a little bit weird because Nintendo went out of its way, rightfully so, admittedly, to end that real-world version of Mario Kart that was happening in Japan, but also, I don't know, this was like an okay replacement for that thing being totally shut down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a VR thing, sure, but nothing beats doing the real thing, I think. Yeah. Something really fucking cool about that concept. Yeah. We're getting new Cat and Peach, we're getting new Cat, Peach, and Mario amiibos. We're getting something called Bowser's, uh, Bowser's Furry or Bowser's Furry? I always get those, whenever I see those words. Furry? Yeah. Which is just a repackaging of the Wii U game, Super Mario 3D World with some new levels and co-op multiplayer for online. So that's cool, I guess. We're getting a Mario Battle Royale, which I'm sure will make some people happy. <laughs> Which I never thought would happen, but here we are. I, I think it's... So, again, like, not to bag on Nintendo, but I think they had real success with that Tetris 99, whatever it was called, and now they're like, okay, what else of our nostalgia-driven franchises can we put together to make weird Battle Royale modes? And I look forward to seeing the comp scene that pops up around Mario Battle Royale, but also, I'm gonna have to hear about this way too fucking much, I'm just sure of it. And from what I'm reading here is you can make the courses that people compete in for Battle Royale or something. Yeah. So can you imagine the nightmare fucking courses people are generating in yep. this mode? That'll be fun to watch just to get people really fucking mad. Yeah. I never thought I'd see a Battle Royale, though, for Mario. I'll be honest well, That more or less covers it, too. They have a Mario Kart Tour update coming and some other small stuff. That's the big stuff that come out of this. Yeah. More on that to come, I suppose, as we barrel forward with our weird COVID year. But speaking of curses, uh, The Witcher 3 is coming to next gen if you already own it for free. Oh, or 3D neat. Project Reg it out there and said we're doing free upgrades for it, so yeah. Oh, also, there'll be a big fancy update for the existing ones on PC. Mm. And that also means that next gen will launch, or at least have if you can't stand the idea of not being able to play Witcher on your current console, rest assured it will be there soon. Or you could play a different game. Just throwing that one out there. And probably the weirdest news of the week, uh, Lab Zero, who we talked about last week uh, with their kind of weird ongoing labor issues, has chosen to lay off all remaining staff. I said remaining because a bunch of staff already kind of chose to quit over the name right for this. Allegations. Mike, was it like Mike Z or something? Yeah, Mike Z, the allegations surrounding Mike Z's behavior lately, yes. Yeah. So they literally just said, fuck it, everyone's out. Like, I think it's Mike shit. Z said, fuck it, everyone's out. So that's, that sucks, because that's Skullgirls. Yeah. And Lab Zero did some cool stuff over the years. Kind of curious to oh. see what happens next. Well, this is just, well, I mean, we might have some hope, because it looks like here, shortly after all the departures got announced, the Skullgirls IP holder, Autumn Games and Skullgirls mobile developer Hidden Variable, announced that they would no longer work with Lab Zero itself over the accusations, but would continue to support the games through cooperation with the departing members of Lab Zero's Skullgirls team. Huh. So, um, I guess Lab Zero didn't actually own the IP for it, which is nice. Weird. So, yeah. there is some hope for Skullgirls yet. This whole story just amazed me because Skullgirls. Uh, 
least it seemed like Labzeros had done some unbelievably progressive, cool things over the last couple of years. And the fact that, like, this is where we're at now, where it's like, what the fuck was going on? Like, you did some cool stuff, but also, how are you this based on these cool things that you did? Yeah. Yeah. Next up, a game I'd call pretty goddamn niche, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, got over a million players in just two weeks. Doesn't surprise me. I didn't realize how much of a following there was for that Is, game. I, I probably I didn't either. Like I, if you told me like games that were made for a hundred people, I'd be like, oh yeah, flight simulators. Mm. Those don't attract large player pools, but apparently I am fucking wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I, some just truly staggering numbers have come out of that thing about its usage. Let me see if I can dig some of them up. I think it's like we could have flown around, like we could have flown to the sun and back a million times by now or something. Yeah, I. So, the the two there are two funny stories or two interesting stories I've heard come out of oh let's the hear whole flight simulator. But the first one was people were flying to Jeffrey Epstein's island to try okay. to quote unquote solve the mystery, and I'm like, what? And so people were putting in the coordinates to fly there, and I guess the island's there, of course. Um, and then the other one was people were griefing other people by flying into. Their houses or some shit like that. Like huh. it was some weird story about it. But yeah, apparently there's a multiplayer mode and there's griefing, like which is amazing for a flight simulator. But okay, <laughs> those are the only two weird stories I've heard. But other than always like, griefing. Fact, yeah, but other than the fact that like they they've had a they have a big enough following that one of my coworkers was like, oh man, yeah, I love that stuff. I'm like, what? And there's he has a friend fun. who has. There's enough falling for that game that they made flight sticks hard to come by, which, when I wasn't sure if my flight stick was working, I was trying to get back into Elite Dangerous, led to uh, some very weird conversations. Really? Well, I mean, that makes, yeah, I guess, yeah. Oh, no, like, my, my fancy flight stick I have, my um, SciTech X52, if I wanted mm. to sell that thing because it's in near-mint condition, could go for a silly amount of money, but I'm playing it with a... I'm used to get to play Elite Dangerous, so it's not going anywhere, but, like, the... Not not to bring up some real jargon no one cares about, really, but the uh, the HOTAS, HOSAS world is right now on fire a little bit. We're like, yes, we're validated again! <laughs> for those curious, HOSAS stands for Hand on Stick and Stick, and HOTAS stands for Hand on Stick and Throttle. They're two of the more popular light sim or spaceship sim setups. Mm-hmm. I went down the weird rabbit hole where you can buy a $300 flight stick, so I'm like, I don't need this, but it's kind of cool this exists, and they're like, they are almost perfect replications of very specific pieces of um, airplane equipment. Like, if you're playing a lot of, uh, like, I think it's like 757s, you can get a replica shell of a 757 control stick for your home setup for uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend diving into the HOTAS community just once in a while just to be like, what's up? And they'll be like, yo, we're doing this now. And I'm like, that is ridiculous and amazing. <laughs> what monitors do I buy to replicate correctly the cockpit of a 747? Oh, these three monitors? Cool. And you can sell me a shell to put them in that makes it feel like I'm in an actual cockpit? Nice. Elite Dangerous makes me want to buy a VR headset so I can play that game in VR. <laughs> I'm not much better than these people. In fact, I'm arguably worse because I'm playing a fucking spaceship simulator. Ah, but yeah, no, congrats, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I... So what's up with your coworkers in this thing? Like, has it made its way to you as well? Um, not as 
bad because I know I don't think the guy actually bought it, but he talks about how he likes playing the flight simulator games and the fact that there was a new one, he was shocked. And then there's also the uh, he has a friend who has a full like game room cockpit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like he's modified his room to do the full like cockpit setup with the monitors and all that stuff. So. Ask him if that friend, friend plays Elite Dangerous, and if so, get me his contact information. <laughs> we'll squat up and mine for materials. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, Jen was amazed that she's like, oh, so you got the flight stick out. I'm like, have you played Microsoft Flight Simulator? No, and I'm not going to. Why? I play spaceship games, not airplane games. I'm better than those spaceships and the airplane people. Yeah. I like escapism, not a job that leads to suicide, and many people that are employed by it. But yeah. yeah. Next up, Rocket League won't require PSN Plus or Nintendo Switch Online after its free-to-play change to play. Hallelujah. fucking Luya. Truly free-to-play. Yeah, I mean, as it should be, but then again, Nintendo's thing is all fucking... I... Nintendo's thing should just be free, period. I don't think this is the first game to get this treatment. I'm not trying to confirm that. I can't remember if this works on the Xbox yet. I know they were at one point... Okay, yeah. So, yes, as part of this, like one of the complaints was that the other ones were doing this, and there's been no announcement yet about whether or not you'll be free of Xbox Live Gold to play it or not. Mm. Yeah. So congrats, Rocket League community. Blazing the way yeah. once more. <laughs> I'm in similar news. Apparently that Avengers beta I bagged on a couple weeks ago is one of, if not the most downloaded beta ever on PlayStation. Which just seems insane, but also people seemed real curious about that thing. I, I'm really kind of wondering now if we're going to see a backlash of how many people played that thing's beta and were like, what the fuck is this? Because that oh. was the only reaction to have about that game. I mean, not just that, the fucking... <laughs> The fucking pain model on that is fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the guys in my Destiny clan works for a gaming magazine. He had to review that game for them. And hearing someone who was essentially forced by their job to play that game talk about that game and being like, yeah, nothing you said was inaccurate about it, just based on guesses I had about it in the beta, like, that thing is fucked. Oh, dude, do you know the details of that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. oh my god, it's horrible. Uh, for those listening, you want to spell them out, Alex? Sure. So, the game, they, their their hook is they have no, um, they have no, like, purchasing of characters. So, yeah. every time a new character gets released, you get it. The problem here becomes the fact that, um, the DLC or rather the, the, the Battle Pass is not Battle Pass season-wise. It's per character. So, for example, I think the opening cast is, what, six, five characters you can choose from? That sounds right, yeah. Each one of them has their own Battle Pass for at 10 bucks. So, not only are you paying full price for a release on a game, if you wanted to unlock all the stuff for the character, it's... $60 on top of that. You gotta main your character, man. <sighs> I mean, well, here's the other thing, too. Like, So they have the setup where when you finish the entire battle pass, you get your credit back, so you can use that same credit to buy another battle pass. 
The problem is, is you become so grindy, it reaches that point where people just get like, well, fuck this, and then just buy the other one. So it's totally fucking predatory and shitty. But, yeah. Yeah. It's not a fun game either. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. Avengers. Good next- times. Indeed. All right, next up. So this is kind of a bit of a rumor, unconfirmed thing, because for whatever fucking reason, maybe we now know why, Sony won't get out there and talk about this. Ubisoft temporarily, at least, seemed to suggest that the PS5 will not be backwards compatible with PS1, PS2, or PS3. They have since kind of retracted this, or implied that like maybe this is just at launch or something. It's not totally clear. I, I it, it's also not totally. There's ways of interpreting what they said either too. Like it's. It's a whole thing, but it seems at least that, like, and Sony has not gone out there to confirm or deny this. They've been kind of dangerously silent on this topic, I guess, is maybe the correct sentence. I don't quite know. Mm. Uh, yeah, so maybe we have our first hint at maybe what the PS5 is going to be like. Is it weird that it's September and we still don't really know officially what the price for either of the next gen consoles or what they can actually fucking lootly do? Yes. Yes, it is. In theory, I can buy one of these things in, like, a month or two. Yeah, that's, they're really fucking quiet about it. I, I saw an article that pissed me off a little bit, but now I'm kind of coming around to its way of thinking, which was maybe just delay next-gen to 2021, and I am increasingly more okay with that. I still want Cyberpunk this year, but, like, if nothing else comes out the rest of the year and it's just pushed to next year, I gotta leave Dangerous to play. I'm okay with this, like, Nothing new. Keep supporting the stuff we have right now. Like, keep the Destiny train rolling. Give me that new light, or beyond light shit, but... Yeah. Did you also see how they're doing their their pre-order model? You have to, like, apply to get one? Yeah. Yeah, you have... They canceled all the normal pre-orders out right now, and so you have to put in your name, and this is only in the US, I think, is you have to put in your name for an email to be interested and then even then, if you get picked, it's not a guarantee you'll be able to buy it. Yeah, it's like, what I've... the fuck is this model? When you still have no idea what the fuck it costs yet. Yeah, exactly. Because so... I would love to buy a PS5. Whether I can financially afford to buy a PS5, that's a separate topic. Yeah. Alright, last but not least, kind of continuing with our hardware train of this week, we have to talk about NVIDIA. Specifically, the... 3,000 series cards were unveiled as part of Gamescom. They are the new hotness from NVIDIA. They're faster, stronger, and silver this time around, it looks like. Uh, Alex, there's been some controversy around this, though. You, you want to spell this one out for us? Oh, yeah. So so the NVIDIA cards, first of all, look like they're fucking amazing. Let's just, let's just put this like out there now. So These the- are some specs. They have some serious fucking specs. But the biggest thing that shocked people was that it's at current-gen pricing. So Less than current-gen pricing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the I think they were saying that even, like, the 370... Was it the 3... Yeah, the 370... RT, yeah, the RTX 370 performs higher than the 2080 Ti. And the 2080 Ti costs, like, what? 
fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, let's confirm this. We're doing this. Um, yeah. Um, not anymore. It doesn't. But yeah, I'm finding it for around thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So thirteen hundred dollars for a twenty eighty Ti, and the three seventy is performing better than it is. The 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 three the thirty eighty is I think it's, even hurt to jump in for a quick sec. Uh, for sale right now on Nvidia's website, the GeForce ten uh, twenty eighty Ti is essentially twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a bit of the Founders Edition, so I don't know if that's totally accurate, but yeah. So they were saying the three seventy performs just a little bit higher uh, than the twenty eighty Ti. And the crazy thing is, like, it's, yeah, the 370 will perform 2 to 3% times faster than the 2080 Ti on average. And the, the fucking 370 only costs $500. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's go through some specs real quick that maybe we can help uh, parse out, but for the most part, <laughs> no, we're not hardware guys that way. So... Uh, from kind of, we'll go down each one. So you got three options. You got the three. We got the thirty seventy, the thirty eighty, and the thirty ninety. The thirty seventy will run you five hundred bucks. Is out October twenty twenty. It's uh, nine point five by forty uh, by four point four inch two slot graphics card. Its recommended PSU is six fifty watts. Its mm-hmm. power consumption is two twenty watts. It has uh, it supports HDMI two point one. It has a uh, memory configuration of 85 GDDR6, whatever the fuck that means. It's just the RAM. Sure. And it's got a boost clock of 1.73 gigahertz. And it's got CUDA or CUDA cores, as I'm now going to call them from now on, at 5,888. <laughs> Does that mean much to the average person? No, but it's cheap and it's powerful. Oh, yeah. And surprisingly low energy impacts. You could probably put this into almost anything you're currently running. The RTX 380 uh, is $700. It launches September 17th, so out really fucking goddamn soon. It's a little bit bigger, coming in at 11.2 inches by 44 inches. Got a a power supply unit recommendation of 750 watts. It's got power consumption of 320 watts. Again, it's got the HDMI support. It's pumping your memory configuration to 10 gigs. It's got a slightly different uh, boost clock of uh, 1.71 gigahertz, and it's got 807, sorry, 8,704 CUDA cores. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's just more fun to say that than CPA cores. <laughs> and last but not least, the RTX 390. The, the high end of this, we'll just kind of burn through these specs real quick. That clock's in at 1500 bucks. That's out September 24th. and it's powerful. It's really fucking powerful. It's got some big numbers next to it. It's got 10,000, over 10,000 CUDA cores. It's got, it, it literally almost has twice the number of cores as the RTX 370. I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, and it, it's... Uh, it, I think it's heard from the 2080 Ti, the, the 3090 is 60% higher like in terms of performance based off the numbers it's actually pretty a major increase yeah it's a huge increase um i was watching i think it was a a linus tech tips video where they're talking about like the last time they saw a big jump in like cp or like gpu family um 
to this level was back in 2004 when the GeForce cards upgraded. Like, yeah. It's been a long fucking time since they've, they've made this much of a leap. Yeah, this is substantial. Like, it, this is kind of where things get a little bit weird. As someone who spent a lot of who has spent a lot of time telling people to not buy into the 2000 series of cards because unless you have very specific needs, the higher end 1080s or the the 10, the 1000 series cards, 10,000 series cards were mm-hmm. more than adequate for what you need. Like, I think it was one of those ones where, like, once they got down in price, like the 1070 from that price range, like the higher end one, the TI one was for a lot of things better than some of the stuff in the twenty thousand the in the twenty thousand range. Like it was weird too, where it's like, yeah, to get that VR capabilities, we actually made it maybe a worse card in some ways. And it seems like the thirty thousand front in the series is making that better. Or three thousand series. Numbers are hard. Oh, shit. <laughs> I I am so fucking tempted to buy one of I cards, I'm looking at it going like, huh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because I have a 980. You said you have a 500 something, right? I have a R. Was it RX 580 AMD one? Yeah. No, and I feel dumb because I bought my 980, and like a month after I bought it, they announced the a thousand series cards, and I'm like, man, that sucks. But now I'm like, kind of glad I waited a little bit actually, because this will be real cool to put in my ridiculous rig. Yeah. I had to because uh, because the 980 is an older card. I had to build it out to kind of accommodate more stuff. This thing will slot in there because A, it's got more space, and B, it's got power to spare because I always put a larger power supply on than I need it. I think a bunch of 2000 series buyers are pretty pissed off right now. Oh, yeah. That's that's the other half of the group that are people who are fucking pissed. Who <laughs> was the, uh, the people who just bought a fucking 2080 Ti? are now going to get outperformed by the entry-level card of the next-gen coming out real fucking And soon. not, like, slightly outperformed, undercut price-wise and outperformed by, like, them just middle fingers up spinning, being like, look how much more frames I got, bitches! Oh, yeah, no, it's a fucking smoke. 4K! 60 FPS! Ew! No. Ripped all you guys. Indeed. If we were Twitch streamers, we'd probably be saying we need an F in chat for everyone that owns a, a 2000 series. <laughs> F in the chat, boys. I, Because I follow these things, like the sudden interest in people trying to liquidate their, 10, their 2000 series cards the moment the 3000 series announced was the most amazing thing ever. Because they can't drop the price on them too substantially because they still have to make money off them and the cards aren't here yet. Yeah. But, yeah, holy fuck. I'll probably give it a couple months, but, like, I am very tempted once all once COVID is over and stuff to maybe invest in a 370 or 3070. That thing looks nice. It really does. All of them look nice, but I want a $500 graphics card that will keep me going for a very long time. <laughs> like, I also really like the... hmm? I said also intrigued by their cooling. Uh, methodology they changed it. They changed it from before. So, but it's not just shitty fans anymore. Um. Well, they have a new kind of setup where it's not yes, just a I... bunch of fans blowing on it, but you've got like a fan. They have a push pull configuration on it now. So for five hundred dollars, it comes with a small man that stands next to your machine and just fans it really fast with a ornate fan. <laughs> the higher end models come with two short men that come and fan your machine for you. 
One of the yeah. maze drinks. That's how much better it is than the previous predecessor. But that more or less does it for news. You want to do some emails real quick? Sure. Uh, gonna, uh, you can be contacted at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down on the show notes, etc. etc. What's that email again, Alex? It's uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Very good. You didn't fall for my clever ploy, I guess. I don't know. Trying to mess you up on it. <laughs> we got a bunch of emails, but Henry's not here, so we're going to delay a couple of these emails to next week. We can be back for them. We're going to start off with our oldest email that comes in from Edmund. I believe I'm pronouncing your name right. Dear Work and Awesome Cast, a topic back in the single-digit days in the podcast was what would replace MOBAs as the next big game rush. And for a while, it looked like it might have been Battle Royales, but that seems to have, that seems to have been harder to, than expected and didn't go anywhere. I would like to offer up the idea that hero shooters are the next game rush genre, and my proof of this is a game you all well is a game you all well know, Crucible. Obviously, Overwatch is the league slash Dota two equivalent of the genre, since you can kind of point to it popularizing the game uh, play uh, the game genre in a big way. Sorry, this is weirdly formatted. I use Crucible as proof. Of this since in since when you three were talking about it, you were never compared it to Overwatch ever, and kind of just stuck to comparing it to Battleborn, which was how people talked about the bad MOBAs back during that period. Also, I watched a game trailer today that literally asked, do you like hero shooters? And this made me, and this made the whole thing click in my brain. I'm off to go be Charlie levels of irrationally angry at this thought, but I'm curious what you three think as well. Keep up the great show, Edmund. I think we're kind of there. Like, yeah, it's you, you have Overwatch at the top for that and a bunch of, yeah, you you literally have League coming in with their own hero shooter now, and now that I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah, they have Valorant. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying, yeah. I don't know, like... So, hero shooters... I mean, we have a few hero shooters technically already out there. Like, yeah. obviously, Overwatch is a big one. Valorant. Um, I don't know if you count Rainbow Six Siege, because you can pick a hero. I do, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if they've blown up to the level of popularity that League of Legends has, uh, that's, I think that's what he's getting at. So, I, it, it's been a hot second since the MOBA days, but remember back when, like, everyone was making a MOBA? Like, we had that, like, Gotham by Night MOBA, and Epic was making a MOBA, and Blizzard made a MOBA. Oh, yeah, the one they completely fucked over the, uh, staff there later on? Yeah, those guys. Yeah, so, I, um... I'd never had more time to kind of ruminate with this email, but like, I, I think they're not wrong. We're like the idea that like, you have one or two that are the best, and the one that everyone's trying to crib off of, and like fucking Smite never got to League or Dota two levels of big, but it sustained itself kind of thing by being a little bit different. But it's definitely a byproduct of the yo we should make a MOBA era. Yeah, um, I think I personally I think Smite's one of the better ones to be honest with you. Um. I, I don't really enjoy, enjoy MOBAs, Smite. so I can't really judge accordingly. But yeah, I, mm. I don't disagree. Yeah, no, I'm a bigger fan of Smite for sure. Oh no, but I think also Smite it gets by, improves itself by not being just another. Hey, it's isometric. Here's the map, clicky game. Like it's it's got its own thing going on. Yeah, that's not me knocking Smite. I think Smite is more of an original game than like League versus Dota is in some ways too. But that's a whole separate topic. Yeah. I don't know. I 
there sure are a lot of hero shooters out there right now. I like like fuck. The Borderlands Three felt more like a hero shooter in some ways than a Borderlands game to me, and that felt weird. Like I I've, since Crucible, I've played at least two other hero shooters that weren't even worth talking about in the context of this podcast. Like it's like oh that's a game that was terrible or something like. Fuck, I think I'm playing one on my phone right now. It's an idle clicker. Technically, it's like, oh, it's a hero thing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, because even I, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, Apex. That's as much a hero shooter as it is in some ways a um, battle royale game. If you think about it, yeah, it's kind of a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. But they've gotten a lot of mileage out of kind of really kind of pushing the whole character aspect of that game, where it's like it's not guy with grappling hook, it's whiplash, whatever the fuck, zipline, whatever that robot's name actually is. Uh, say it again. Uh, the robot that shoots the grappling hook. It does not matter for the joke I just made that did not go anywhere. Oh, I yeah, I don't remember. Neither of us are Apex fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Apex is all right, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Next email? Sure. All right. Um, this one comes in from Anonymous. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, like Henry and Charlie, I am a Destiny player, so I was surprised on the Destiny podcast that Charlie talked about how he potentially sees an end, uh, sorry, sorry, potentially see an end for Destiny for him in the somewhat near future. I think it was something like driving my knee through Savathun's skull. It's definitely something I would say, yes. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. At the time, I didn't think much of it until when Alex was talking about WoW and how, based on the beta, he's concerned about the upcoming expansion. All three of you play and have played ongoing games that theoretically have no end. Do you have a favorite story of this is where and why I stopped playing? Of a game that I have just stopped playing? Yeah, like I, I guess like for me, like if you use your game, the one you play kind of indefinitely at this point, like once I killed Arthas, I didn't care about WoW's story anymore. And that was like, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm out. And that seems to have been the right choice for a whole myriad of reasons. But mm. at the time, people were like, no, it's only got the future to go. And I'm like, no, nah, I killed Arthas. Who the hell cares? Mm. Obviously, for you, Matrix Online got physically shut down. So Yeah, that physically got taken down. So a little different. Yeah. Um, I did used to play Star Wars The Old Republic. Well, and did you have like a moment where you stopped playing that or just like the gameplay got so that you're like, yeah, I'm out. Um, there was a moment where I just stopped playing and I think it was definitely more related to like the, the guild was really, or whatever it was called in that game, just kind of people started doing their own thing and we stopped raiding and I just kind of yeah. got over it. So, but it's usually along the lines. If I have people to play with, I'll keep going. But I think we reached a point where it was just not really happening, so we're like, eh, well, that, we gave it a shot, and that was that. No, so. I'm kind of curious if, like, the whole idea that, like, I can be done with a game is more of a me thing or a general topic at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've definitely, I've, depending on what happens at the end of like, uh, the Sabathun expansion, I'm definitely going to sick of Destiny at this point. I've played way too fucking much of it, and <laughs> it's some of the clan aspects of it that have kept me going in a weird way, and I don't know if I'll survive another down period like we're having right now, just because finding reasons to play right now is bad, but also, like, I have stuff I, in theory, could be doing, and this whole, like, 
the weapon stuff they're doing right now, I get why they're doing it. I don't disagree with it, but also I'm now frantically trying to find a replacement for a gun I like to use a lot and not finding mm. one. And that's been a whole thing that I have not been a fan of, it turns out. No, it's it's, it's weird. I, and this might be just, like I said, much be a me thing where I will occasionally experience endings to things that I think of as a really good ending for it, and then, like, it's not the official ending, but I'm like, no, that's where I stopped reading it or stopped playing it or stopped watching it. Why? That was the ending that it should have had. Like, it, it went on after <laughs> that point, but, like, that was a better ending than they wound up doing, ultimately. They just didn't realize it. I'm trying to think of a good example of this lately. There was something. Like, I always go... The Gantz manga is the one I always go back to where I read what I thought was the final book and the final and the book I thought was the final one ended in a really cool way. Then my friends were like, yo, there's like a thousand more books after that. And I'm like, there are? Oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, I liked my ending more. It was a good ending. I enjoy both, but I liked mine more because it felt like a weird closure come to a full circle moment. Mm. You've got nothing like this, really? With all the MMOs you've played, like you definitely had a like, but you'd also like mm. to be a social thing, I guess. For me, it's a big social thing. Like, it's part of the reason I play MMOs is there's, um... Not sure. Yeah, so, like, it makes your online shut down because, you know, obviously the game shut down. I stopped playing The Old Republic just because I was kind of... Eh, like, it was... I enjoyed it, but it was just kind of... Eh, so... Isn't it still around, technically? Mmm... What, The Old Republic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So... Um, I... You know, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I stopped playing Smite for a while just because I got bored of it. Yeah, that's different. I don't know that's what they're talking about. Like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, the you've done the thing you came there to do, and you're like, I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Deuces. There's more. Like, for me, WoW is the perfect example. Where it's like, oh, there's all this dragon stuff right after Frozen Throne. That I do not care about whatsoever. Yeah. I was here to kill Arthas, like make Warcraft 4 already. Uh, this may be our last email for the week. At least we want to talk about Uncrustables after this. <laughs> yeah. Dear Wicked Awesome, so this one comes in from Anonymous as well. Dear Wicked Awesome cast, Jeff needs to come back and put an end to this disgusting Kingdom's Hearts fan base abuse. Yes, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> has one of the most con. Uh, convoluted canon uh, narrative paths possible in gaming history, but to hear Alex almost choke himself laughing at the idea of a canon rhythm game cut deep. Yes, this is a <laughs> franchise that has jumped platforms so many times at any time almost a conspiracy theory web, but that's God damn it, you monsters are right. This thing is going to be canon. If there um, is there anything, uh, uh, is there any other gaming franchise that even approaches this level of insanity? No. Um, maybe I would say in a universe, I would say some Star Wars games. Because there is that if... fucking karaoke Star Wars game. Yeah, but that's not like canonical the same way this one is. Like, have you ever actually tried to look at the map of all the ga- uh, the order you'd have to play all the games in to get the true canon of Kingdom Hearts and how many consoles it jumps around? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's I yeah, I, I don't think there's anything as ridiculous as the Kingdom Hearts uh, canon. Alex is right though, there is the DDR Star Wars game that featured Han Solo dancing terribly that I like to remind people of whenever they're like, I'm a Star Wars fan, I'm like, how much of a Star Wars fan? Do you like the Star Wars DDR game? Yeah. <laughs> so 
But I don't know if that counts. It's got no narrative aspects to it. Like, yeah, I don't think anything can be as ridiculous as the Kingdom Hearts one because the Kingdom Hearts one is, yeah, this Game Boy game bridges the time gap between the two PS2 games. I don't know. I got nothing, but yeah. Um, and I will laugh again when the reviews come out for that game, so... And it's revealed um, to be canon. Yeah, when it's revealed to be canon, I will laugh again even fucking harder. And I would welcome Jeff to the podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah. You trying to defend Kingdom Hearts? Oh, I actually really now want to get his opinion on it. He <laughs> mirrored in after this. I think... I. Jeff is a fan of the mainline Kingdom Hearts games. He never went like totally batshit crazy the way some parts of that community did. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's also of that kind of group that like Kingdom Hearts 3 is a nice new iteration, but man, that game has some problems. The understanding I've had when I talked to him about it, it's because I was curious. Not to be like, yo, does Kingdom Hearts suck? And it's like, yeah, there's, there's stuff that's cool, but also it's Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. All right, last email for the week to keep it semi-timely. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, I had never heard of Encrustable until last week's podcast and originally thought that your thumbnail was an elaborate hoax. Then I googled them. What the hell is wrong with America? I hate agreeing <laughs> with Charlie, but there are undeniable that these are undeniably wrong. Norway isn't exactly famous for our food, but just looking at these things made me feel a bit sick. Is the Uncrustable Pinnacle America food? Is there something uh, is there something worse? I'm under the impression your country occasionally deep fries butter, but that somehow seems uh, this somehow seems worse. Lucas uh Bergen Norway. <laughs> uh carnival food. See, I don't think that's worse in some ways. We're not selling carnival food in the freezer section of a store. We're not like, this is every day. We're like, no, it's carnival food. Like, he mentioned deep-fried butter. And deep-fried butter, no one's like, I should pack this for lunch every day. Okay, fair enough. Like, Uncrustables is trying to position itself as, like, are you a shitty parent? Be better by putting Uncrustables in your kid's lunch bag. Give them this weird hot pocket that's not meant to be hot or toasted or anything. Uncrustable is just a sandwich hut pocket, Alex. Uh, it's a sandwich hut pocket and all the things. Uh, they're they're great. I just I'm can thinking you toast about the Uncrustable. I think you can. Huh? It's in a self sealed pouch, so I don't see why not. Oh, like the toaster strudel things? Yeah. Um, shit, I don't know. I I mean, without going into the bizarre food category, yeah, that doesn't like, count. That's just bizarre food. I think like that's. Yeah, that's a whole other kind of nightmare topic. Yeah, I would say the next step among, like, peak American crazy food is, like, fairgrounds carnival food. Yeah, but that's also a situational thing. My brain keeps going to, like, uh, freezer aisle corn dogs are maybe worse than Uncrustables, because that just straight up shouldn't exist. But I think <laughs> freezer corn dogs are not that bad. <laughs> i show your work on this, and I'm kind of curious where you're coming from. I don't think they're that bad. <laughs> Beginning and end. <laughs> okay. I I just find the idea that we've pre-deep fried this thing, flash frozen it, put it in a package so you can bake those, right? Because you're not refrying them. Uh, you can microwave them. It seems worse in some ways. Like that's, that's just You weird. want peak American fucking... You gotta go crazy if you're going peak American craziness. Fair. 
like, is the tombstone pizza the correct answer for this then? Because it's barely legally pizza. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's I don't really mess with the tombstone pizza, so that's fair. Yeah, it's. I think my brain's trying to remember a time I saw Uncrustables on a restaurant menu once. Like they were like handmade Uncrustables or something. And my brain just tried to strangle itself now that I'm thinking about this more. <laughs> Probably a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I got something. Huh? Um, Chili Cheese Fritos from an ice cream truck. I was just thinking that, actually, yeah. Like, the, like Frito Pie, what's it, the Frito Pie stuff where it's just chili dumped into a bag of Fritos? Yeah, that might yeah. be more peak America. Yeah, and, like, from an ice cream truck. So not like a vendor or anything. Like literally, dude pulls up in a small ice cream truck, and you opt out of all the ice cream and say, "Give me a bag of Fritos, and I want you to dump a bunch of fucking chili in this bitch." From an ice cream truck, so it's like maybe warm. Yeah, or who knows how long the chili's been sitting in the car. As we all know, chili like wine is meant to be aged over an extended period of time in an ice cream truck. <laughs> but yes. Can't think of anything else off the top of my head. That's a good one, yeah. The, the Frito Pie period. Yeah. That definitely feels kind of peak America in an uncomfortable way, where it's like, okay, we're taking two obnoxiously American things that aren't good for you, and then the laziest way possible combining them. Like, there's no bowl involved. You pour the chili into the chip bag on the chips, and then maybe you give that person a fork. Maybe. How about the, um, oh, what was it? The Dorito Shell Tacos from Taco Bell. Yeah, that's just Taco Bell. That's, that's cheating at that point. I Taco Bell isn't food. That's just food science gone stoned. <laughs> no, you're right, though, too. Most of the Taco Bell menus definitely like, why? No one needs this, but why? Yeah. IHOP? Would you get IHOP, though? I don't think IHOP's that bad. They've, they've committed some weird food crimes over the years, but... Well, they yeah, did I do did. the bacon milkshakes, which was kind of... No, that was Denny's. And uh, that was not just Denny's. That was several places. Like, fuck, um, Jack in the Box got on that shit, even. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh, I've got one. Oh? Little Caesars. They did a pizza where the crust was covered in bacon. Like, they had a bacon strip on the crust. For a whole round pizza. Jesus fuck. <laughs> I thought... I'm saying Jesus fuck because I thought their pretzel pizza was the grossest thing I'd ever heard. That might be grosser. <laughs> I, think little, I think Little Caesars wins the category with like their food abomination. Yeah, they have a bacon wrap pizza. And a deep dish one. I think it's unfair to throw America under this bus where I know if I... I, I I'm not sure... This might actually be New York, so we're definitely under the bus on this one, where it's a, like a fish and chip shop, and like I think it's New York now that I'm putting more brain power into it, that they have a menu, but also they'll just deep fry anything you bring in. Mm. Like, you can walk in there with a Domino's pizza, and they'll go, okay, for 10 bucks, we'll batter it and deep fry it for you. Yeah. That also puts it in fair category. What the fuck? I'm seeing this little Caesars bacon pizza crust thing. It that's just wrong. <laughs> I'm angry I'm looking at this now. <laughs> he wanted to go down this fucking rabbit hole. I... 
There's I'm angry because I kind of, the... of want this now, too. It was okay. Oh, it's discontinued? I think it's discontinued now. Uh, yeah, in response to this hateful question from Norway, I will just t- uh, take a look up um, look up Boston-style pizza pizza cake. It's Canadian. Tech- uh, ironically, it's Canadian, not American. It is the most American thing ever, and it's made by a Canadian company that does not exist in the U.S., so point set and match at that point, but I don't fucking know. I let, Let's end this. Uh, looking at our chat, though, i totally off topic. I watched that Afterlife thing, Alex. I like the second one with Thrall's mom more than I like the one with, um, old, uh, what's it, Uldren? Ulthar? Uh, Uther. Uther. Yeah, I thought the one with, uh, with Draco was really good, too. Which is also funny, because my friend, uh, I, I'm gonna be playing a rogue going into the Shadowlands, and Draka has a lot of rogue characteristics yeah. for Maldraxxus, and the Necrolords seem to be the best covenant to pick for rogues across the board, so kind of works in my favor. Yeah. We on this podcast for the sake of humanity? I think for the sake of humanity, we're good. No more horrible food? No. Uh, I, I think the food scientist needs a break. Yeah. We're, we're just putting all his stuff on blast right now. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Alright, Streamout did not make the email this week. I'm saving it for next week. We don't it's not that we don't love it, it's just maybe we want Henry to be here for it. Uh but yeah. Thank you all for writing in. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Anything you want to mention before we close it out, Alex? Um, nothing in particular other than you can follow me on my social medias, uh Maeve Online on Instagram, Twitter, uh Twitch, YouTube. And am I missing one? Facebook gaming. So I'm hoping to start streaming up some more stuff pretty soon. Definitely going to be streaming when the WoW expansion comes out in October. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be a really dangerous stream in the near future at some point. I'm more, more comfortable with that game. Once I'm playing the MMO part of that game, then I'll probably start streaming it more because streaming that thing solo seems kind of lame, but also. I'm not at the multiplayer mode yet, so who knows? Um, Destiny streams will continue. Maybe something else will catch my fancy and I'll start playing that, but those seem to be the two big games right now, so yeah. You want to close it out this week, or should I? Uh, Yeah, I'll close it out. Cue the metal.